Hello, everyone, and welcome to Heen Partners. Heen Partners. Heen Partners Podcast, the only podcast that's Heen Partners. It's true. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, today is a very special day, Chris. Can you tell us why? Because we haven't done this in a long time, but... We haven't done it in a long time, and there's kind of a reason for not doing it for a long time, and it is mostly life, but we experienced maybe the busiest time that I've ever experienced in all of creation. That's true. And I don't know if I ever want to go through anything like that ever again. Not that there weren't some happy times (laughs) and some sad times, but I would say that I don't need to do it again. Yeah. Like, just kind of like... That was a little too much. I was um, on the fringes of all the plans, but you know. Yeah, there was just like a... No, I mean, you were doing a whole lot on your own that nobody even understood or knew. Yeah, but For I will say there was a second there. I thought you were about to lay all the blame on our esteemed guest. Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. Oh. You can't give it away until it's time. Oh, surprise. So we like made it... <laughs> I'm just going to breeze over it. Okay. We made it through the children's show Mm -hmm. made it through a wedding and visitations and now we're back yes it's also the taking down and putting back together of all of the theaters and getting all of the things ready for the summer and speaking of the summer we are doing our summer program at the fox which is going to be matilda jr and i'm super excited because we just did james and the giant peach so i kind of get to live and roll doll for a little while which is awesome (laughs) yes um, what I just said might be one of the creepiest things I've said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I get to live inside of Roll Doll for a little while. Anyway, um, I, so I said it. I said it twice. I did, mm. G- gave you twice. I was going to add to it. I do first. Doesn't yeah, need it. Doesn't yeah. need it. Doesn't need it. Um, some things are just okay on their own. But there. so I get we get to uh, we get to do Matilda, which I'm really excited about. And it's also cool because everyone seems excited that we are doing it, which is always nice because it's not always the case. You pick a show and sometimes people need convincing that it's going to be a good time. Yes. So it's kind of nice that people are already like, oh, we're, we can't wait for this. It's like, oh, that's great. It's like half of the job is already done. But the person who actually runs that place and uh, manages our household is with us this evening. Today, we're going to talk about our esteemed guest, and I'll let Chris give three words that he feels describes our guest. Um, One. Joyful. <laughs> and the three words. I'm um, joyful and. Oh, come on. Exuberant. That's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of And pregnant. Oh my gosh. You know, it's kind of interesting. I recently learned that Americans, when describing others or themselves, talk about the actual description of the person and not who they are. But you know that, you know, the guests will talk a little bit more about that. I was 60%. I mean, it's it's fine. You're just more shallow than I expected. A little bit more mm. shallow, actually mm. giving some physical descriptions. Um, so our guest is the uh is an executive director is an description maybe (laughs) that's ridiculous um our guest is the executive director of the fox theater and the executive director of my heart (gasps) and our future child lexi lazy walker (laughs) drop the renee bring on the lazy here she is 
in the there room. There were so many things wrong about everything he just said. <laughs> and also, like, Chris's description of me was, like, Charlotte's Web. It was... Was it Charlotte's Web? It was, like, exuberant, oh. joyful. I didn't like, say some pig. Oh pregnant. my gosh. <laughs> Same thing. I, I I appreciate your bravery in just offering up that farm animal into this equation. <laughs> that is terrifying on so many levels. Also, you guys did not. We have two other guests in the room. They're right, not well, our unborn child. <laughs> I was about to say, like, <laughs> clearly somebody's Clarence? forgetting something. I am very offended on we, we behalf actually of Ernie do have, Yeah, we do have our uh, our little dogs are in mm-hmm. the room, too, so that's nice. And this is their first time, so we'll see how long that lasts. We don't like to talk about it, because then if they make noise, then we have to kick them out. And it's like, you know, just kind of better if no one knows they're here. Um, so for now, now we have to keep that. And now they're there, and now they're there forever. It's <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> already annoyed um so when we were thinking about having a guest we the first person that we said should be the guest was you lexi and you did not feel the same way would you like to tell us why <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding you know when you're not on the hot seat man you love putting people on blast it is so much fun it is so much i am fun. like sitting lower than y'all too i feel like well, this just shows the sacrifices that I have made for you is that I gave you my chair. Yeah, normally he's reclined way out. He's laying down, looking up at the ceiling. He's not even looking at me. That's true. That was I, an option. Yeah, <laughs> it is an option. I mean, no one told me. clearly not for you, but it was an option for me. Um, so I I'm was curious just because when we were initially talking about the guest thing, we were talking about, like Chris and I were talking about how great it would be to have you on in this position just because of what you do in the community and how you've been a part of the community even way before I was a part of the equation, like as far as theater. I mean, that's really where we met. So I just am curious as far as your relationship. I mean, I feel like all three of us have a very um, deep connection with community theaters in our hometowns, and you have a very special one that I think is really awesome because you you still live in the town that you grew up and this has kind of been a part of your life, like your whole life. So I'm just like curious as to, you know, like how you feel about community theaters and small towns and like your particular relationship as far as growing up and then being, you know, eventually getting to the point where you're captain of the ship in a sense. I think it, I don't know, like, how to best describe it other than just, like, to tell maybe my experience with it. Um, I have been the board president at the Fox. Oh, I said, that's why you said it was so wrong. She's executive (laughs) director of our theater company. (laughs) She's the board president of the Fox. I have been I don't know titles. I mean, what are are titles? Titles are nothing. You're always the princess to me, baby. (laughs) So 10 years I have been at the Fox as the board president. I think it's 10 years, 9 or 10 years. Um, and before that, I was just a regular board member for a very short amount of time and sort of in a weird way had this like board presidency like thrust upon me <laughs> unwillingly. Or, um, I mean, I feel like not- a lot of things happen in community, like anything community wise where it just kind of like, oh my gosh, I got thrown into this thing, but always the best leaders are that way. Right. I mean, the West wing, come on. 
<laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Wing. I'm sure there are a lot of people in the last 10 years that would disagree with you and that it's like I'm the best leader, but. Oh, whatever. That's um, not true. Oh, it is. I think but that like, I have plenty we would of fall examples. apart without you. <laughs> That's true. I have plenty of examples of like reasons why you being in that facility is one of the reasons that it's still open today, but we can continue forward with what you got. It was definitely like a learning process. I did not know what I was doing. I have very limited knowledge in anything theater related. I mean, my family was very involved in theater as a kid, but I was never like super involved like as a person like in the theater acting or on stage. Um, my dad basically installed and ran the sound at the Fox when from like the beginning of it. Um for several years and my mom and my aunt would like act and sing and things there my grandmother used to do makeup sage makeup and hair for shows my dad and a friend at the time eventually like wrote produced and direct a sh directed a show that was a smash hit in our town people still talk about it all the time you both know how much people talk yeah, about hearing talk, mm -hmm. people talk about it for decades now. this show <laughs> <laughs> or what feels like decades <laughs> and um, it's just been like a big part of our lives. I mean, there are photos of like Zachary and I, my brother sleeping backstage or doing homework backstage during productions. It's just so interesting because most of the time the kids are the ones that bring the adults into the theater. And that's why I think it's so interesting with your particular family is that it was the opposite for you guys. It yeah. wasn't like you and your brother were the driving force to get them. And as far as like our experience goes, most of the time in these communities, you get the kid and then you make their dad take the role. Yeah. Well, that's definitely your experience. <laughs> so it's like, sorry about it, but you got to play this part. And then they're like, Oh, this is so awesome. I can't wait to come back. But just getting them through the door is so interesting. So I just think it's so cool that your reverse. experience is the complete reverse and that it rubbed off on you in a very interesting way. Yeah, and I think it had the same effect on both Zachary and I in a sense that, like, when, as we grew up, became, like, really involved in theater in different ways. Um, but neither he or I really participated in theater at the Fox mm -hmm. <laughs> until he never did. And I did one show there, like, through the high school that I went to. And then I helped, like, backstage for a couple of other shows at the high school that I went to, but like on that stage only performed one show, a high school show in like as an adolescent or like a child. And, and Zachary never like did either. And sleeping backstage on set pieces. Right. As a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so interesting. But like our family is very like music oriented and it's just a part of like our family dynamic, I guess, at the time when we were kids. And so... It made sense at the time that it was like my parents and extended family that were involved and like we were just kind of like there going with the flow. But do you think that's why like just being there and seeing it as a child, even though you didn't participate, like instilled the like need within you to make sure that it kept going? Like as far For as sure. this is important and definitely. And I think to just like remembering it as sort of this like hub or center of community. And because I was a kid when it was built and mm -hmm. began in the building that it's currently in, and my dad being such a big part of it, I mean, I have very vivid memories of sitting next to the soundboard with him. Like, he came straight from work. He was still in his scrubs, running sound for whatever show it was, and I was sitting on the soundboard, like, next to him, watching whatever show it was. 
Mm-hmm. I think Crimes of the Heart, like, actually <laughs> sticking out of my brain. My All aunt right, was Beth in Henley. it. Oh, <laughs> gosh, that's intense. <laughs> like, I remember watching that I show from this album. year old that girl put her head in the oven. I definitely wasn't oh three. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like 10. <laughs> but I just have, like, vivid memories of being there as a kid, but never actually as a participant. And yeah. so it's really interesting that, like, now this life we lead the three of us, you know, specifically mm-hmm. as such like big participants. So right. when you came, when you first graduated from college, what brought you back to the Fox, I guess? I think I had been living here for like a year and I saw probably the person who was running the theater at the time, like a church or something. And she knew I was a teacher and was like, you should come join the board and help me with this summer production that like Cody does every now Mm -hmm. every year now yeah I wasn't anywhere near a part of it at that point I don't think I even I wouldn't have even lived here. you didn't live here at the time in fact I moved here and you moved away that's true we we missed our timelines were very different Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so I mean you know you are just developmentally way more mature than I am so you like saw the writing on the wall that this was where you wanted to be way before I could have ever understood that part of my life. I don't know if I moved back here like as this being like the place I wanted to always be either. Well, okay. But well, <laughs> Cody's got to try the strawberry and the chocolate to know that he really wants the vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's, uh, yeah, that's right. It just kind of happened. And so I mean, I, I didn't move back here thinking, I cannot wait to move to Marksville. That wasn't a part of my plan at all but I yeah i think i came like here thinking it was going to be temporary and it didn't because mm-hmm. you know you get invested in the community which is right. exactly what happened so like i to answer chris's question just was like okay sure i'll help you this summer i think i stage managed the like little production and helped her and then kind of did another one she did like a high school joint show at the fox and i like was in charge of the children's choir for joseph and the amazing color technicolor technicolor dream coat and then it just kind of evolved, and I think I was only on the board for a year or two max when I somehow became the vice president. And then a few months later, the president of the board, something changed in her life, and she made an exit, and I was just like, okay, it's me by default. Like, here we go. <laughs> it is me. And there were some other things that were happening at the time, and the board and the fox itself was kind of disintegrating due to just things that happen mm-hmm. in small community organizations. She's trying so hard not to say anything that's going to like get her in trouble. She's oh, like, like so, we do. She's often. so, she yeah. Had, yeah, but she's that's like crazy. so <laughs> politically pleasant. Yeah. Nice. Diplomacy. Yeah, there it is. Um, So I just became the board president. And then like right after that started a brand new job in Alexandria, like within six months of taking this like role on at the, Fox and, and it's a whole lot to run a community theater organization not only because it's just a lot to understand as far as like managing a building because there is a brick and mortar building that goes along with the Fox but it's also the just understanding the what it's like to run a 501c3 and to deal with you know one thing that I see so much in theaters in general not even just community theater is people claim this ownership over what the entity is and feel so much that it is theirs and it's their family and they don't want anything to change about it. And, you know, they kind of like 
feel like you are attacking them if you do change something because you're changing something that's vital to their life, you know, and they just like kind of want to buck the system. And so like figuring out how to manage and like duck and weave through other people. I mean, you feel the same kind of way with any small local organization, I'm sure. But I feel like it's even more so with the theater for some reason, because you do have to put so much of yourself and your time and it's unforgiving. I definitely like see both sides of that coin. Like when I took over, kind of had to deal with that from people who were on the board already and had been running it and invested in it for so long and, you know, had kept it alive up until that point. And even like people who were past presidents, like years and years, and years and before, you know, just had an opinion they felt the need to tell me about mm-hmm. or to, you know, give me some sort of like constructive, maybe not constructive criticism. Um, or just dealing with their opinions and the way that they would insert them. But at the same time, like feeling the same sort of sense of ownership or like a piece of it is like mine. Mm -hmm. And I think that probably most of the board members who have been there as long as me or have been a part of this like original team since I took over would probably tell you the same thing. But I think a lot of that is because we, put so much into keeping it open because at the time and there are really only probably two board members now that like I went through the last 10 years with and we probably all equally feel as like invested or like like a piece of this is like our personal part of our lives and I think it's because we had to sit down at the start of it and like have the discussion of if we were going to keep it open why we were going to keep it open and how we were going to keep it open. And we've revisited that conversation (laughs) most recently in the pandemic. Um, But we, we, it was a real conversation we had with the like DA and he got involved conversation in where pandemic stuff. That was a very different situation for sure. But there was a much more real moment where we sat down. I remember being so overwhelmed as the person who recently like took this over and the DA is sitting at the table with a few of us and we're having the conversation of like how and can we and should we and why and it was you know a very serious real conversation and I remember thinking at the moment like of those childhood memories and like the investment in the community that this building afforded Mm -hmm. and needed (laughs) to keep it going and I think that's like a conversation or a thought that I revisit constantly. Well, yeah. Over the years. So do you think, had you have decided, made the decision to close it, would you have been able to do, or have the wherewithal to do the shows in Alexandria that you were doing when you guys had met? Or would you have been like, this is a closed chapter, I'm moving forward? No, that would have definitely been like the end of any community theater involvement that I had. Mm. For sure. You're meaning like, because that's where I saw Lexi. Yeah, you saw her in in the show Tribes. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that was at City Park, but I got there at City Park like because of that director had directed me in something at the Fox, mm-hmm. and I had hired her for a few things. So, kind of like got to Alexandria Community Theater through the Fox Community okay. Theater. But really, I would have never like even after we saw Tribes, I probably would not have been able to reach out to you in the way and and not felt like creepy about it if I would not have already met you at the Fox, even though you kind of right. blew me off. <laughs> 
There's some debate on that, but um, <laughs> I can you're see, right. I, can I actually see very easily doing them. that to her. <laughs> no, she blew me off. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I actually met both of you at the same time at the Fox first. No, I remember we went downstairs and we were like, we would like to buy a drink. And you said, this is a children's show. And we were like, Touche. <laughs> we did not at the time sell alcohol. And but it was like, is that a no? So funny. In hindsight, yeah. I lost a lot of money that way. You yes, sure did. Because I was like, remember, you know what we do now? We make a, we, do, we probably do better at the bar at the children's shows than we do at the adult shows. I think you're right. Yeah. It's make, yeah. Anyway. So that was you that told us that? Probably. I don't know. Oh. I don't remember that. Cody says it was I'm me. now siding with Cody. I remember, I remember this it. distinctly. And I you remember. Yes, I do. I remember our friend saying, oh, and I really wanted you to meet this person. This is the most eligible bachelorette in all of uh, Marksville. And I was Shout like, Angela, cool. So and then <laughs> and I like introduced myself and you're like, oh, yeah. Gone. I think that I was whisted away, flipped your hair into the wind. <laughs> I am a leading with your life. lady. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yes, in the children's show. <laughs> yeah. She disappeared. I'll never forget I... that show ever because it was my first experience of truly hearing a Cajun accent in a Disney production. Oh my and gosh, there that's was right. The little kid that played Gaston, who was this little like the cutest little chubby boy. I've it was just so funny. Him and the uh, the little kid who played LeFou were hilarious. I could not, like, that... In tears. I, it was so funny. And if I would have had two more drinks, we probably would have been laughing too much that we would have got kicked out. <laughs> so it's probably a good thing in that production that there was no bar. But, man, that was so funny. I remember, like, thinking about that memory when I was there directing Mary Poppins for the first time. It's pretty cool. So, sorry, I was kind of, like, leading the way on that interview thing. And in the very beginning, I just forgot, you know... Sorry about that. So as a, as the head of the board, what or president of the board or executive producer of the board, how, however many titles you need. Um, Just the one. What would you say is your favorite show that you guys have produced at the Fox? Oh, gosh. You can do a pre-Cody and, and why is it Tuck Everlasting? <laughs> <laughs> because that was the first show she was in while pregnant. Mm. I, you know... At the time. To, my favorite show to be in probably to this day is still like Steel Magnolias. I just love that show so much. And I also think Oliver was really what was, special. What mm. was, you talk about Steel Magnolias a lot. Like you have a lot of reverence for that show. Do you think it's the show or do you think it's the experience? Because I battle so I hard both. of like, did I love the show because it was a good show or did I love it because I enjoyed the people so much? I think it was both. I think it was the people and maybe like the time in my life, but I also think like the actual show and people have, especially in our state, have such a strong connection to this show. And it is the only straight play in my tenure at the Vox that has sold what it has sold because just people have such a connection and it's like the thing when you find like shows like that that people are so connected to and it draws the community in it just like makes it a little more special somehow yeah if that makes sense because mm -hmm. it, it yeah. didn't because you get to share the connection in the way that you wanted it to like the payoff yeah it's like we loved this so much and all these other people showed up and participated and loved it as well i mean that's huge because you right. don't know it's a guessing game i mean it's always a gamble right 
and, and I think especially it's, a straight show, it just and I don't know why it is. It's just culturally, I just think that people are like, oh, a musical. That's what you go see. Yeah, it's the big name thing, and I don't know if it's got if it's because it has the Broadway stamp on it or necessarily what it is, but it is it is just difficult to get people to go to a straight play. Mm-hmm. I think also there is something about the show and the like female. And maybe because you guys are male, like it's a different experience when you see the show or like would, you know, in some way participate in it. The like female connection and the like what it discusses and says about that connection and like relationship and the community within those women, I think is it just is like profound in some way in a world that is pretty harsh on the female (laughs) connection and relationship or isn't, you know, it's not what most shows are about Mm -hmm. they don't highlight that there are very few shows that really that is what the show's about right um and this is one and it's set in our community basically you know it's set in our culture um and i think it's just it's the show too and Mm -hmm. the community it brings with it it's interesting that you have two like in for, for you two like of your favorite or like moments like you spoke about your memory about um, sitting with your dad at the soundboard and watching rehearsals for Crimes of the Heart, which is a Beth Henley play that's a super like huge female-driven show that's about mm-hmm. the female connection and experience with sisters and in the South, and then also Steel Magnolias, which is a similar thing. I think that's kind of cool. And then you jump the shark with Oliver. I don't know how to tie that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think for me, the Oliver stuff was just like the kids too. Yeah, we had a really good group, and it was very different, and it was it was also special because it was the first musical at the fox right uh, that was like what was the story there it was like done 25 years ago or something whenever we had yeah, done yeah. It. That's so what- to kill a mockingbird and oliver were the very first shows that were performed at the fox mm-hmm. one to kill a mockingbird was like produced by the arts council and maybe sponsored i might not have the exact right scenario um by the Voyals arts council at the time and oliver was the first kids show and i remember like I was supposed to audition for this show to be part of like the kids course or whatever. And like totally chickened out. I was like, no, I don't want to do it. Got super like nervous <laughs> and did not do it. I could totally but, see you falling to pieces as a child. At the I idea was like of painfully having to get shy. It took do- us forever to get you on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're a room away. Like, and so, you listen to us. So shy. Every other week. Yeah. Um, But you know, I was probably seven or eight. Yeah. And I mean, I would not have been able to do it at that age either. So we just were shy kids too. I don't know. Not me more than Zachary, but it was the first show that they did like kids show. And then it kind of prompted this like summer program that we still do today. So, and I just, I love the show and I just love the like kids. I just enjoyed the kids and, you know, for me being a teacher all day, it's not often that outside of school I enjoy children yeah. well, <laughs> necessarily. Yeah. Well, you also got to play, like, one of the best things that I've ever seen you do. It was the most impressive thing that I've ever seen you do anyway. We had done Godspell, and, you know, I watched you during that whole production, and then I got to go see Oliver, um, and I was, like, totally blown away. I was like, holy crap. That was amazing. I yeah, mean, there's just not found- many. There aren't many, like, musical theater roles that are meant for an alto or someone with like 
a different tone of voice or like a voice like mine and so this is like maybe the one and only <laughs> but, i mean but you also like even though it was probably very painful for us as a relationship you like found a really <laughs> like you you like found this really awesome piece of yourself that like did not exist before the show i don't like it's really hard to explain because i watched you do it every single night and i watched you like the moment that it clicked and i remember talking to to ellen about it like during the show and i was like i know that she can do it actually i had a similar moment with tuck everlasting where ellen and i were like ellen was like lexi can do this and i was like i know <laughs> ellen my biggest I, tell, I, I was her. like but if i tell lexi the direction she's gonna murder me so it was like secret Miss, I shouldn't tell you this. This is just so counterintuitive. Ellen has a way of like, just like, I don't know. I, as the director, I am now telling the actor. The secret. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm telling Miss Ellen to say this to Lexi, and she's going like, oh, I got this. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> and then she goes and talks to Lexi, and Lexi's like, yeah, okay, that sounds perfect. I could tell it to Lexi, and Lexi's like, I will burn you to the <laughs> ground. She explains things so well, like, in the same, like, language that I speak. Maybe it's just, like, the special ed teacher way of, it, I don't know. Like, I don't know. She, it was fun hearing you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every time Cody would say something. I just liked the like. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I know. I'm going. My favorite was. I got it. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, you know what you would say if someone on stage other than you said, "I'm going to do this." We're like, do it now, because we're here for that. But we're like. It's not what I would say. But <laughs> that's what I would say. That's what Cody would say. Actually, that's what I would say to you in the car on the way. Like, can you believe this person? Like, this is why we're here. But I don't know. It's just very interesting. I mean, it doesn't matter to me as long if it works, it works. And if she can say something to you and make it click. But there was just something with the role in Oliver that you like deeply connected to, and your voice just like exploded out of you, and it was. Mm-hmm. It was truly amazing. I mean, people talk to me about that all of the time, about oh, your particular <laughs> performance in that show. They, like, always bring it up every single time. I just I just love it. It was a privilege to get to kill you every night, and <laughs> it was a privilege to... <laughs> like, break your finger in the process. It was, it was the... Uh, it was, it's the little kids that come up. You know, like, community theater is really great for children, but it's, it can Scarring also... Them. Like, yeah, it can also, like, I think kids should be a little scared sometimes and so that was that was good it was a good thing like we'll have, never forget no it will like never having forget. a healthy fear yeah of, of angry of Cody. Dickens. oh yeah, yeah and of, of, <laughs> <laughs> of angry me of charles dickens yeah um but that was a very interesting experience and i mean i love it as oliver is one of my favorite shows i have like a, a strange little connection to it from a long time ago so it was really awesome to get to revisit it with you too it was just like the first show too that i've ever done not that i've done a ton of shows but like to be able to like connect with the kids like you know caitlin and you know specifically lilo like just making a connection with them on stage is not something i'd ever had been able to or had the experience to do or chance to do yeah before and so i think that was what made it so unique and like stand out just to like have that with Lila and Caitlin and the other kids on stage, Breeze. I mean, I remember like Breeze and I having like a fun little moment on stage and just like getting to do that with these kids that we still get to see and like play with on right. stage is, I think that's kind of like what kind of elevates that show for me. Well, and you know, like we've forged a lot of friendships and things and, and Definitely. even with like with those kids, because they all came from when we did the production of Annie there, 
and, and then, summer shows and the summer shows and then into Oliver and just them now being a part of our lives in such a way where you get to grow up with these families, essentially, like as these families are growing up, you're also a part of that. It's very intriguing. And, you know, as we're starting our family, it's a similar thing. Like Definitely. they're with us through some huge, huge moments. I mean, we will never forget the fact that you were in your first trimester of pregnancy while playing a murderous circus villain. Yeah. I'm not sure there's ever another level of tired, like that level of tired. (laughs) And there was nothing that I could do for you or, and there was no way that we could explain that to anyone, but, and it is kind of, it is neat to hear you talk about it because I always feel like my experience with theater must be everyone's experience. But that's also like probably some weird kind of psychological arrogance of being like, my, this is what everybody goes through. I think it's called narcissism. There it is. I think that's it's the, the super word. ego taking <laughs> yeah. precedent. There it is. Over everything else. Yeah. It's my superpower. I like that you put it that way. <laughs> it is a power. I like you that right. you put it that way. It's, it is super. <laughs> but just, you know, like I think of it as this escape that I had. And that like was there for me and for you. It's so interesting because it was like your whole family and you have a, like a sense or a way to see it that I can't like this, this, this greater good thing that you like are able to tap into and see in the moment that like I can see later, like, and be like, Oh, looking back on that, that, that was really, well, it's interesting because I hear you speak all the time, specifically Cody about how, I thought you, you were just going to stop. I hear no, no. you speak all the time. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> um, but you always talk about wanting people to be changed by theater. And then, you know, hearing you talk, Lexi, about how you want that experience of being on stage to change people. Like, as far as, like, the connections that we make with people. Yeah. And it's, like, sort of the familial aspect versus, you know, we want the audience to walk away completely changed. And I think you guys mesh really well together in that creating this thing and this atmosphere all around that really works. I think good yin and yang. Yeah, it's definitely different perspectives. And I even think like the way we approach theater, even like the three of us, like the difference in how we approach it. I mean, you guys love to joke about how you have ideas and I'm like, no. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, budget constraints. And but, not totally <laughs> true though. But I do still think that like my favorite role or like perspective in theater is f- sort of like from the like perspective of like the, board president like Mm -hmm. how does it fit as a whole how do we make it work in these other aspects that you don't see from the audience's seat how do i keep it open how do i connect it to the community like how do i get them to come in because i can put on the marquee all day long that we're doing matilda but if i can't get them to walk through the door in the first place what are we like what's the point and so i feel like that is still like the place that I feel like the most comfortable or like the most even like fulfilled is, you know, as great as it is to make those connections on stage or to like have that creative process. Like it's still always in the front of my mind, the like business or like management end of it. Well, I think I'm, I think I've moved more into that way of thinking just from being, you know, like when we put on shows with play on and you are the financial backer and you're like staring at your bank statements and you're wanting, like if people don't show up or if they don't engage or want to be a part of your community that you've started and 
they don't come through the door, then you fail in more ways than one. And so, like, I think that in my mind, I used to always want to be the person on stage. And I found myself, like, pulling back from that in an interesting way of, like, I don't need to be the actor. Like, that's not, I don't crave that connection as much anymore. Mm -hmm. Where I crave more the, like, I want to create something. And then I want to sit in the audience and watch it all. Yeah. And I want to watch the audience and I want to watch the actors and I want to watch the tech work and want to see all of these things interact with one another. And I want it to run smoothly and I want to make money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And very rarely do all of those things happen. It's definitely expands your perspective or like colors it in a different way when you take on that role and do what you also do as a director and an actor. I mean, you're kind of seeing every inch of it and it's hard. I don't know how you can do it all. Like how you you have the energy to to do it or the brain power to do it all. I can do one or the other. And I'm (laughs) thankful that when I do the part from the stage that there is an entire board and group of people that can take over the other aspects of it for me. Mm-hmm. And for the most part. So, so I don't really understand how you have the capacity to do it, to do it all when you do. Um, well, you make sure that I drink water. That's what happens. <laughs> I do feel yeah. like the thing I text him most is like drink water. <laughs> do you think it's been difficult? All these little love messages between you two. <laughs> Just drink water. <laughs> it's all about water. Have you eaten? <laughs> um, do you think that it is, it is difficult to separate? I mean, this is kind of for both of you really um because we operate in so many different worlds i mean both of you have careers really outside of the arts in a way i mean you come from a special education background and chris you work wherever it is that you work and (laughs) anchors (laughs) anchors and glass (laughs) who knows what you do i mean who knows um and and it's just interesting like being able to separate those things. And I feel like maybe when they're outside of the arts, it might be a little bit easier, but like at the Fox, you have the, you have the, um, you have the, you're the board president there. And then we also have the theater company to run. And so how do you like personally, is it easy for you to shift back and forth between those things? Or is it like, uh, uh, is it like confusing in a way? I think it was harder in the beginning when we first started play on and I've just like learned how to do it all. I mean, it's a juggling act for sure. Yeah. And they're all very different things because what we do a play on is very different in even like the, not so much the mission, but like the purpose maybe it's just different than what we do with the Fox where the Fox, like my sole like focus is like community. Right. And it's like the purpose for me there is to like this is the community to build this is how i want to like draw people in this is how i want to connect with these kids or like carry this on um and that's maybe not so much the center of it i feel like for me it's more about like creativity for mostly you guys (laughs) and um (laughs) and like organizing play dates for it's more like a business i guess well, it is a business. But still I mean, a way to bring difference. in community, but it's just different. I don't know if I can well, articulate how. Well, and we do perform how. in two different locations. So it's, you know, the Foxes in Marksville, and we haven't done any play on stuff in Marksville yet. And so there is like a difference there. And I do feel like what we do with our theater company in Alexandria is so different than the stuff that we had done 
in that community before. And so it's like finding who, you know, the people are that kind of gel with us there in this place. And it is kind of strange. It is almost like we live with in, in like a divorced family almost. It's like we have like these people over here and some people kind of like, like move into that zone and like Marksville and some people just stay in Alexandria, you know, and some people just stay in Marksville. And then you have your like, stepbrothers and sisters that go back between the both of them (laughs) yeah i think for me like just to compare it to like maybe i don't know like a relationship or something it just like the fox feels like home yeah well and And play on feels more like a job not in a bad way though that sounds bad i mean i've watched her dress you man it probably is is a job job. listen you say that and people are gonna think that she dresses me every morning oh my (laughs) god like you did not pick out this outfit you you gotta get ready for work today (laughs) i got your shirt laid out for you baby (laughs) no but i mean it is because it is you know the focus is well it is really tied into our finances right yeah so it's different in that way that home is different from a job. Yeah. You know, not to say like play on is bad. It's like an awful job that I hate to go to. That's not the case. It just, the no, I understand it is more feels, business centered yeah. because that is really your role. I mean, that's, that's what I was getting at. I was just kind of making a joke. I mean, your role with the theater company with play on is that of an executive director. I mean, it is the business side of things. It's the side of things that I have a hard time wrapping my head around. Yeah. Or that I just, you know, with everything that we do, it's hard to kind of make that happen in my in my brain of being like, okay, I need to focus on the business side when also thinking about the artistic side is just so difficult yeah. and, and not possible. I mean, I really don't think, I th- think that we're so fortunate in that we kind of get to live in both worlds in a sense where we have this incredibly like community-driven, fulfilling place, even though it does kind of, suck our souls away sometimes. Um, but, you know, it's just like we talk about when we do shows, the sacrifice, you know, with great sacrifice is great reward and you sacrifice so much for some place and then you develop this relationship and it's kind of like people who go to war together. It's kind of that way for shows. And I don't think that if you've, I don't think people who have never done theater or like worked in it or produced it or acted in it or, you know, helped out, anything would quite understand they I'm sure they think it's that's more of like an overreaction but it really is so much of yourself that you have to give in order to make it work well because it's such a condensed amount of time I mean you Mm -hmm. know six to eight weeks typically or 11 if you're fortunate (laughs) Um, uh, you know I feel like in like when we talk about like the fox and just in what you said with like time constraints I think there's like a whole other like level of that feeling of like being in this space and in this community or just like embracing it because we get to be there for so much mm-hmm. time. And how, how often are people stressed? Like, Oh my gosh, I don't know my lines. <laughs> you don't mind Are we talking about the people in the room? <laughs> <laughs> like, who are we talking about? Cause it, it's a cut at somebody and I'm not sure who it is. <laughs> I mean, how is your eyes went in every direction. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> who are you and it was very difficult to understand. But, but no, I mean like when people are doing shows, you hear them, I, you probably don't because you're the director and maybe a little less approachable than say Lexi or myself in that. Re- but there's, there's a barrier there when you're the director though. 
and people approach and they're like, I, I don't really know my lines. I really have to go home and study or I need to like yeah. study tomorrow. I just feel like I'm constantly saying that to we people. We are backstage seeing people pace with their lines. And usually yes. I am one of those people. <laughs> he meant me <laughs> when he was like, I don't know my lines. He meant me. <laughs> well, it's difficult whenever you're, I, that's that's what I always think. I, I kind of look at the actor sometimes and I'm a bit envious that they're in this position that I feel like I used to be able to, to be in. And it's like, all and it's it's really kind of hard not to be resentful in a way because you're like all you have to do is this one thing <laughs> you just have to memorize your lines and come on stage when you're supposed to and then you just get to go back there and sit down you put your costume up for you for breezed it did whatever needed <laughs> to be done built this set for you did the lights did all that we got the people through the door just show up walk on stage go home have a drink. And I get, I'm not saying that like I'm <laughs> bitter, <laughs> bitter or anything, but it's, you it's know, like you get to do one thing. I get to do kind 12. Of like you're the, the, it's like being, I guess the angry stay at home partner where you're like, I did the dishes and I <laughs> vacuumed the floor and you walked in and you left all your shoes at the front door. That and sounds I don't understand. Familiar. <laughs> <laughs> when you came home, day, you undressed all the way through the house. <laughs> <laughs> why? Lexi said, "Why every pair of shoes that you own is at the front door?" And I was like, "I didn't want to track them through the house." And not just like at the front door, but like in the middle of the doorway. You have to well, do one of those little shoe caddies by the door. <laughs> I think sometimes that there might be some animals that are at fault in the they're at the door thing. But anyway, I just I find it very interesting. Like going back people's relationships in these small communities to theater. And we have heard so much about Chris and I's relationship or we have everyone else has heard so much about Chris and I's relationship. <laughs> and it's just so interesting. We want to hear your thoughts on our relationship. <laughs> what do you think about us? No, it's just, I, I think it's interesting that you in your, like, you know, that you don't think that you have this, um, like you contribute that much. Like you don't have, something to say for the conversation that just is so wild to me considering that you literally facilitate all of it. <laughs> like you're the person that makes all of those things happen in a way. And yet, even though like you may not necessarily be on the artistic side all of the right. time, but it's, it's like without you, it doesn't happen in so many ways. I mean, Without you, there isn't a theater company that Chris and I get to perform at. Like we wouldn't have play on because you're the one that was like, you would just do be it. broke. Well, <laughs> we would be broke. Oh yeah, or we would be less broke because we wouldn't have the theater company. <laughs> I think that I just don't feel like <laughs> I have anything actors. creatively to like contribute. I'm not necessarily the most artistic person. I think you've both seen me draw a stick man. Um, I just don't I think that you're confusing artistry the with the ability to draw. No, I'm just not the most creative or like artistic person other than that one claim to fame photo shot from To Kill a Mockingbird. I have not contributed anything artistically <laughs> to this group. Um, That's not true. You, know, you, you gave us paint colors, very healthy feedback on wigs and dresses for Tuna. I just like you do the co you do costume stuff. I just I feel like that you don't understand like and it's not that you don't understand. It's just that I think you're undervaluing your artistry. Not, yeah. You're, you're making it seem like your contribution is so small by just being like, Oh, I'm not directing it or I'm not the lead in the show or I'm not like telling you how to design the set. I mean, you have your own stuff. I think that saying that artistry is not a part of what you do is, 
is false. I mean, like being able to get people into the building or keep that open is an artistry of itself because you the things that you have to do to make sure that those things happen. I mean, that also is like a team of people. It's definitely. Well, like I know that not, it's not just it's you, just me. But you uh, know, everybody <laughs> needs someone at the center, or else we wouldn't even have directors. I mean, you you have to have a point person that makes sure all of it happens. I mean. It's different. You can have, I know Heather, <laughs> Heather, of course, like we would be we need nowhere Heather without on this her. podcast because really <laughs> we would be nowhere without her. But I mean, it is true that you still need to not undervalue what you do. This is what you'd be saying to me. Plus, you know, you right. talked about the, the female voice and then, you know, we're doing little women because that was a show that you really, really, really wanted to do. Little women was yours. I that will say pick. our entire board is females at the Fox and has pretty consistently been females since I took over, which is like, feels good that like a group of females have basically brought this place up from <laughs> beyond the dead. And we are like so close to being almost out of debt in our tenure together. Yeah, I wasn't going to like go into specific numbers or anything like that, even though I know it's probably like public domain or public knowledge or that possibility is there. But I just feel like you can't short yourself like on the whole as far as what you've been able to do of bringing a community theater and a community so small as ours basically out of just completely being having to like shut the door and walk away because of debts, you know, essentially. Yeah. And you basically like shoved this thing, you and the rest of the board that stuck, you know, shoved this thing out back into the world again and, you know, shed light on it and brought it back to, I think, what was, is its, is its glory. I mean, I think it's such a, an amazing crowning achievement of our community. I mean, communities our size do not have these types of organizations. Mm -hmm. So just the fact that it's able to exist and to be there and that we can do shows like Tuck Everlasting that no one knows and that we did not do terrible. <laughs> you know, no. like we did. And when I say that, I mean like at the door. Yeah, we performed the heck out yeah. of that show. <laughs> Chris did not Some do people. terrible. <laughs> no, I think it is like impressive to be able to do this. And I think a big contributing factor to any and all of our success has really been our ability to continuously do a summer program for kids. Yeah. And the community support is huge for this program. And I yeah. mean, it's really the like thing that catapults us through the year, which is really nice that it is gets to be. And I mean, a lot of that is Cody's going to talk about like me not taking any credit, but really a large part of the success in that in the last four summers has been Cody directing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, these kids freaking love him and you know, we have more kids than we should have coming back every year um, to do this show with you. I don't think that we would get that same response or participation if it wasn't for what you've brought to the program. And, and I it agree is, with you. <laughs> You're very humbly. See, agrees. I'm just saying. There's this your superpower showing this itself is how you. <laughs> this is how you take it's a compliment. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I'm showing you behavior. And it's you're welcome. Like, <laughs> and that was Chris. <laughs> so that is how you take a compliment. I'm exhibiting the correct behavior. Thank for you for you. modeling that for me. There you go. Um. <laughs> I love it when you guys have these fights in front of me. <laughs> Mommy and daddy are fighting again. 
Um, but I do really think that that is probably one of the, if not the like sole reason, like that we've been able to keep it alive. And then it has like the theater. You're talking about the children's program. Yeah. And that the theater has, you know, really just grown so much from just that one particular well, program. Well, you have to start, you have to start with kids, I feel like. Absolutely. In so, way, so much ways because you have, so many ways because you have to, you have to start that foundation of teaching children the importance of the arts and in theater. And, and not only that, but being able to have kids who then can grow up and show that to the other kids. And then as they keep getting older and, and hopefully keep supporting it and then their kids support it. And then please God, it lives on without you and I. Well, I think that's just the definition of community is being able to like carry these things on and get people involved and connected. And I really think that like, the greatest gift that we get from theater is connection. 100%. And I think that is, you know, the goal for Considering us. Considering that none of us would be in this room right now without it. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's, that's my whole, my whole life is my whole world. Yeah. And I think like as a person who teaches, it's also such a big part of what we do. Um, you know, all day, every day is about making connections with kids. And so to be able to like, well, maybe at your job. <laughs> I think maybe to be able to like do that at the Fox and like bring that like integral part of community into the theater and like kind of evolve with it is like the best part of what we do. Like being able to give the kids that connection with an art form mm-hmm. and like with each other and with us. I mean, we get to have these amazing relationships with these families as well like that's the best part of it i think it's the change that i see in the kid and the family and their relationship to it is is so amazing i mean i think you know when we were in the vehicle the other day with our boy Braden, and we were talking about the fox and we were like well when you you know you're gonna have to come back like go away do amazing things go have your fun but you got to come back here and you got to run the fox he's like do you think that i really could do that <laughs> we're like he, you better I'd do that hear, <laughs> we he made me you. have tears in my eyes he was like that is the biggest compliment you could have ever paid me was to like tell me that you want me to do that and i was just like oh okay it's like <laughs> tears like, in my eyes the tears were i want a break i want a break <laughs> no how old are just, you <laughs> no. god I, mean, I want you to do that a little bit yes but that. no like i like you know that he but you're 16 now you that yeah, us saying that is yeah. such a like compliment to him and we're talking about a kid who was so shy when yeah. he first came a to the theater. A completely different human being. And he's like a whole human being who like can have totally amazing conversations with strangers. And I mean, like he's just witty. Yes. supremely so quick and witty. And yes. Just the greatest kid. Yeah. But and so much so that he's grown so much that he was doing a college show earlier this year. And did yeah. it so at, well. At, yes. At 14. At and that's 14 years old. Amazing. I just like can't wrap my head around the confidence that it took the bravery for him to be able to, to go into the room and even audition for it, even though it was available and without the arts and without theater, would he, he have had, had that? Courage. that no. Yeah. And you know, I think too about like some of just like people who have become our good friends in life outside of the theater and how we made those connections with them. You know, I think about like Lila and Sonny Claire, like those kids, you know, probably forever going to be a part of our lives because of these like relationships we've made with them in the theater. And we've seen them grow. I mean, 
you guys, Lila was freaking scout. Listen, yeah. it's a really so good laid. thing for legal reasons that we've changed all of these names. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just the, the ability to experience these kids changing and growing and being so awesome. And Definitely. from what you see in the beginning and just, you know, I know that like parents get to see that all the time because they see these kids start off and, you know. And so it's they birth them. It's, yeah, it's that whole like <laughs> that whole like parental process or whatever. Now, I do want to while we're on the subject, I do want to like say that that's really a lot of the two of you in doing that because you, I'm going to pay you a compliment. You're just going to have to take it, Lexi. I'll, I'll accept it. Oh, I thought you were saying it. I was like, you know, I'll he'll take it. Lexi's, well, I'll accept Lexi's compliment. Yeah, ultimately, the thing is, is like you know, when you guys first met me and I first met you and coming around here, I, I've really was sort of an empty shell of a person of a man and you guys like poured into me and loved me and now i like we're all together about to have this baby <laughs> baby boy <laughs> our little boy chris is before so Brayden, there was me <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is it is kind of strange and i don't really know what anybody thinks whenever they listen to this as far as like who we are but I, I, I don't really I don't really care. It's just it is really awesome as far as what theater has given us for this friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, like that yeah, we I mean, are able like family. to the for the three of us to have forged this this family. I mean, like Chris has become a part of every aspect of our family, essentially. You know, I mean I mean our parents think that he is their child. He does. So. But you know, and there's also like a cool thing as far as what I've we all... I've signed nothing for the wills, so I'd like, I, don't, I don't want you guys thinking I'm yeah. approaching I mean, you're upon your inheritance. Glenn's will. <laughs> it's probably already there. This is what is here to take care of them. Make sure Cody spends <laughs> it wisely. <laughs> do not let him do anything stupid like a show. So you're not only the executor of our will, you're also Glenn's. <laughs> and maybe but, Rodney and Rod does too, who knows? I yeah. mean, you know, your your connection that you also get to forge with these kids from now, like uh, what is interestingly like, it's almost like you have become the unofficial mentor of all of the cast members of these shows. No, so like, like so the cool uncle Chris. I know it's, it's not so funny fair. to be it, backstage like, and see them. me to know it. And him. I don't like this side of me, <laughs> but when we go to these shows and people are like, where's Chris? I'm like, he's not here. And they're like, uh. I'm like, we're here. <laughs> like we can, I'm look at us. Like we no, paid the money. Legit. We went see footloose at the charter school and like, both of the like Strangers. actors that we were there to see were Strange like children came up to us and they were like where's uh where's where's that guy that sang the <laughs> thomas song from, from Ta- is he not in- where is he's not here oh well you just tell him that i said hi no <laughs> i'm not telling him you said hi first time i've heard also this. great job because i was here look at who showed up for the full thing. You were actually there. Though. I was there. <laughs> to speak out early. The, <laughs> to um, go to work. <laughs> but the thing Ridiculous. is, is like the thing that I like to do behind the scenes, and you both know this, is just once we're doing the show, is just to have a blast the entire time. That's or you just so like mess important. with them backstage it and make so, them laugh. It is so love important it. to like break up the tension. That's why I think like without each and every one of us, in all honesty, or like this cool, weird ragtag of, you know, magnificent superheroes that we've assembled to be at these these theaters with us like it it just wouldn't exist and it also probably wouldn't be any fun but i mean you it is not it is definitely an understate 
understated job where you need someone in the cast that is going to make everyone feel like, oh, like it's not so scary Mm -hmm. because it can be very frightening, especially for people who don't do this all the time. And as a director, being behind, like behind the table or sitting in the audience and telling people like, you're doing great. It's going to be fine. You have to trust yourself. That only goes so far. Like they have to trust each other. And I think that, in a sense, you have to have somebody on stage that helps kind of bring all those people together. And you fill that it's role you. very well. You're the glue. You're the glue um. that keeps everybody on. Uh. <laughs> You're that sticky stuff on stage. It That's just me. sticks to everyone's shoes. I am that. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I smell Lexi cooking something. Yeah, oh, wait. Never mind. It's not happening. Um, I feel like, you know, no matter how this episode turns out, I'm super happy that it happened. And uh, and this was our first guest. That's right. First you made time. it through and you I were like, I'm not going to sit there for an hour and a half. And, and you did. You how did, did it? It's uh, not been an hour and a half. You don't know. <laughs> he can slow <laughs> this thing down. That's right. Um. So what was it as scary as you thought it was going to be? Nah. Like, what if people freak out? They're like, Lexi needs to come back. <laughs> They're gonna like, we need we all three. Pick a new guest. You're the sticky <laughs> stuff for this show, then. No. We'll break out that fourth <laughs> mic. You don't need me. Listen, we are 34 years old. You're not going to talk to us like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's your wife, and uh, she will. <laughs> that was just for Chris. All right. Well, I think... Um, I think that I'll ask you whenever I go to title this and we'll see what you come up with for your for your own title. But I'm super, you know, I'm super pumped that you agreed to do this and I know that it was probably infringing upon your your bath time and your nap time. It is past my bedtime. So, <laughs> I think it should be it. called the Lexi Leger Walker Drop the Renee. Drop <laughs> the Renee. <laughs> Executive Director. <laughs> podcast <laughs> all the wrong titles episode it could just be called that sexy pregnant lady oh, no. spl no i'm making shirts hey this will be interesting that was christophanopolis and that was lexi renee dropped the lazy coleman lazy walker the third, the third. <laughs> Rick will be very excited that I'm a Coltman now. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Cody. Oh. Aww. I feel like I'm dogs. You did this. I did not do this, but I am like getting a glimpse of parenting a child. (laughs) All right.